0: Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so excited today for you to hear from my favorite guest ever this week,
1: Dr. Warren D. Colwell. Welcome. Thanks, Barb. It's great to be here. I'll try not to embarrass you too bad.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, um, happy 40th anniversary week to us.
1: Yep. Happy anniversary to you, Barbara.
0: Can you believe it? We've been married forty years. This Sunday,
1: long time, but a great time. I've enjoyed every day with you. It's sweeter every day.
0: Well, thanks. Well, I thought it would be really fun for all all of the listeners. Who knows where the listeners even are, but who they are. But um, I thought it would be fun for them to hear just a little about a bit about us and our story, since this is our anniversary week, like a little inside scoop, um, just as a married couple, some highs and lows. And I think even for us, even reflecting back on that is kind of an encouraging and helpful thing, but also for them to l- learn a little bit about our strengths and what we're learning in our relationship as we understand our own strengths.
1: Great
0: idea. I think so, too. Well, um, I know even just the last few weeks, we've taken a little time to look at some of old pictures and old newsletters of different things that we've done. But um, so anyway, it's kind of neat to kind of have that backdrop of so many different things that have been part of our journey for 40 years. Well, let's yeah. start with telling um, just just telling what your top five strengths are. Okay,
1: nope. My top five are harmony, belief, communication, analytical, and intellection. At least that's what the five we're going with now.
0: Yes. And mine are harmony, adaptability, empathy, connectedness, and maximizer. And we'll kind of dig into those a little bit later, but um, let's first start with like who you are and where you are and what you do. And then we'll tell a little bit about how we met and fell in love. So tell who you are.
1: Okay. I'm your husband. Yes. I'm your lover. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, we live here in Austin. And uh, we got two a daughter, Carrie, grandkids, all kinds of stuff. Underneath that. And um, we enjoy uh, our time here. We, I spend time helping Men become the men that God wants them to become. That's how I spend my time, discipling men.
0: Great. Yeah, and we, um, like, I don't know if people know, but we both have worked with Crew, Campus Crusade for Christ, for almost 40 years. And um, about almost three years ago, we um, stepped out and are doing our work in ministry endeavors on our own, but still excited about um, investing our lives into other people for God's kingdom. Well, um, why don't you start with just telling like how we first met and fell in love and all that good stuff?
1: Oh, you don't have to do that. Well, we met uh, the first time, we met a couple times again. The first time uh, we were both at a conference, the college conference in Atlanta, Georgia, I was talking to one of my buddies that, had, uh, that that I knew that was worked on the campus where you went, Auburn, named Ethan. And we were talking, and I looked up and saw this lady coming up the elevator. She had a little skirt, had a little blazer, a little cute little gal. She came walking up, and her name tag said Barbara Auburn University. And I thought, oh, she's kind of cute. So I, hey, Barbara. And you came walking up to Ethan, and I said, hey, Barbara, I love you. And... The rest is history, right?
0: It really is.
1: Yes. (laughs) You made
0: a great first impression on me. And I don't know if you exactly remember that we met then, but then we kind of connected a few months later in Auburn when you came to my campus. And we talked about um, just how Josh McDowell had been at our campus and you were working with him at the time. But then um, that summer is when we started dating in Fort Collins. And what was your take on that?
1: What was the take on what?
0: On just us starting to date.
1: Well, you were really digging my chili and wanted to spend time with me.
0: Yeah, Sorry. yeah.
1: Right. No, we were. Uh, we were taking classes, not the same classes, but we were out there taking classes, and uh, I just remember seeing uh, your little spirit that was very humble and uh, very kind empathy, you cared about people, you cared about relationships, and you're just a a faithful kind of a person. And I thought, that's the kind of lady I like. And so um, my roommate wanted to go out with your roommate and go to Denver and go to a park. And and we said, well, why don't we all go together? So I said, well, I'll take Barbara then. So you and I uh, went to this park. And at the end of the evening, we we're just about to leave, and we went up. this to, the uh, Ferris wheel together, and we got on the Ferris wheel the very the very last people. And as we're going around to get off at the very top of the Ferris wheel, I thought, "This is the girl I want to live the rest of my life with." And so after that, that's where we went to spend the rest of our lives together.
0: Yeah, it was it was really. That was just a magical summer, you know. I it's funny because my friend Cindy, who went on the first double date with us together before I left Auburn, we were talking about how we, what we could see in our lives in a year, and I said, "Well, I wouldn't mind to be married," and I don't think I was like chasing you. I know I wasn't, but I was open to that idea. And it's just neat how God brought us together. And I think for me, just From the get-go, I knew that you were the kind of person I wanted to marry, too, because we were both heading the same direction. We wanted to have our lives um, count for just reaching others, being part of impacting people around the world with the gospel. And I just saw how you were very decisive, and you knew—I mean, I remember you yelling at me when we were running down—I was running down the street in Fort Collins, and you were just— you, you liked me and I liked that you liked me. And so, I don't know, we just, I felt like we both just kind of knew from the beginning that we could imagine spending our lives together. And so it wasn't a, it was the easiest decision I've ever made. Let's say well, that, and it, it decisions just, aren't my strong point.
1: Yeah, just, that's true. Uh, but it, it was just kind of natural. I felt like our lives kind of fell in together. We were headed the same direction, want to invest our lives in others. And that's what we do the rest of our life, and that's what we're still doing. So, um, yeah, I think that was a, a key ingredient there that we were both headed in the same direction with the, the whole of our lives.
0: Yeah, well, I know recently, you know, we we kind of try to clean out our garage often, and that is not one of our strong points for either one of us. And we always find all kinds of things. But recently, I came across the cross stitch that I gave you as a wedding present um, that we hung up in our house for a long time, but, um, it's not that we don't like what it says. I just, just haven't hung it, but it says, um, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And I really like that reminder of like, that's kind of how we started out our marriage. And how, how do you feel like that's been? Is that, um, what are your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, I, I do think, you know, you think about just the very last part we're doing it together I think that's one of the coolest things about our jobs. The last forty years is that we're doing the same thing uh, that matters—a very significant job—and uh, we're doing it together. And it brings honor to the Lord. So, yeah, I think we've uh, lived that out.
0: Yeah. Well, um, one of the things when we were first dating, I remember you saying you wanted to go to seminary, and I thought that was a tiny bit of a red flag to me because I thought seminary, why do you need to go to seminary? I just had no clue of the value of that at the time, but we got married and then you started seminary. And um, what was that like for you? Just, I, I feel like for me from as a outsider to seeing just your love for learning and desire just to really understand more about God's word and yeah, what... Tell about your seminary experience.
1: Yeah, well, I, I didn't really grow up reading the Bible. I didn't know uh, much about it. I uh, grew up going to a church, but just I didn't teach the Bible. And so doing what I wanted to spend the rest of my life doing, I knew I needed to understand what, what the Bible taught, what God's Word said, what, what it really meant, and how do you respond to the Word. And so I wanted to go to a place that was uh, doing that, training men and women to actually read the Bible practically understand it practically, and then respond to it and apply it to their lives. And so I knew I couldn't help others do that if I didn't know how to do it myself. So I knew that was the foundation of the Christian life is what does God's Word teach about who we are, how we got here, what we're supposed to be the purpose of our lives. And if I didn't have that crystal clear and well-grounded, how could I help others do that too? So it was just natural for me to go spend a couple of years at seminary, sit under men uh, who had taught the word, uh, other women who had done that and just learn.
0: Yeah. Well, I think um, I loved getting to tag along with you to some of the classes as a um, wife audit during those early years when we were newlyweds. And it was so impactful for me too, of like, taking from Howard Hendricks learning to study the Bible and the um, class about marriage. And one of the classes, well, I loved every class I took, but especially like the audiovisual class of just the, um, the value of making things in a way that people can see them and adding the message that whatever the message is, but um, it was fun to do that together. Uh, it's kind of funny. I think as we talk about even, Just the blessing of what we have been able to do together. I think of that first year at staff meeting at um, our friend's house and you liking to get under the little cubby hole of the stairwell and we kissed during the break. And that was just fun little newlywed um, remembrance.
1: (laughs) Yeah, those were fun times to uh, build our relationship. Yes. I I made sure you knew I was working on it.
0: Yes. You're, you're always good at that. Well, um, one thing we kind of laugh about sometimes, but I think it was really impactful is remember that first year at the end of our marriage. And we had our friends, Judy and Earl come for, for dinner. And then at the end of the, the, um, the meal, Judy was like, well, how's your first year of marriage been? And I just burst into tears. And you were like, what was your thought about that?
1: Well, I was the first one to respond, you know, so how was your first, you know, how was your first year of marriage? And I was like, man, it's been great, awesome. I've loved it. It's been wonderful. And look over at you and those tears are starting to tear up. You're starting to push on your eyes like you do when you cry. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like trying to yeah. stop it. I kind of miss that. I guess those first 12, 13 months, I miss that coming out of you. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think now, like now that it's, what, 39 years later, um, I do think, I thought, wow, we're so different. And I longed for the time when we could really appreciate our differences because we it was hard learning to communicate. And we just, we didn't really have a framework to really identify the specifics of how we were so different. But I feel like, you know, since then we, we've worked in a lot of different ways of trying to connect better and more deeply, but yeah, we do kind of laugh about that. And, um,
1: good thing you laughed about it too.
0: Yes. But, you know, we lived in Dallas 10 years and, um, those were really meaningful times to us. I think every time we go to Dallas, we both feel just so nostalgic. Like what, what about that, um, is nostalgic for you or like, how do you think those 10 years really shaped us?
1: Well, I mean, you know, the first, uh, our first years together, uh, we started our life together in Dallas. We started, uh, making friends as a couple with other couples where we started our, our family, getting our children and, and starting ministry together. And all that was a beginnings of our, together life and so pretty meaningful stuff as we built friendships had children uh you know building roots there that's kind of like that's where our familial roots are for you and me to go back there so pretty powerful stuff when you go back there i, I feel it every time i i go back there and you always say oh should we have left this place but uh, we did the right thing but it's still it's still a great you know it's really fun to go back there and feel those nostalgic feelings
0: yeah well and i think like all the phases of our um, marriage as we've looked at glanced at a lot of our newsletters it's like god has blessed us so much with so many significant people and opportunities but um one of the things i think about during our time in dallas obviously was um just god blessing us with our two daughters lauren claire and rachel who are now their 30s and um lovely adults that we love but um that was a hard journey as we waited um for the lord to give us children and dealt with infertility and i think even in our relationship that was a time that we were both understanding and responding differently to to just waiting and not being able to have children how was that for you
1: yeah that was um it was, you know, in a different time in that I was kind of starting out to do the things I think I'd be doing with with uh, Campus Crusade, speaking, and try doing some traveling, and I think I was pretty busy thinking about that, and, you know, I've, I've, I've said before to you, I've, I've missed the, an opportunity to really deeply connect with you there and enter into that with you, and I think, you know, I, I, I would have, I was saying, you know, I'm trusting God, and kind of lightly thinking of it that way but i think in reality i just wasn't really deeply connecting with the trauma and the hurt and the pain that this was causing to for sure causing you but also it's causing me too i just kind of kept moving that's kind of my mo of living life and as uh, i said it before it's a really great opportunity to connect with you deeply there i'm sorry about that to so do that over again but to.
0: yeah well, I appreciate you saying that. And I think, I mean, I was learning myself of like even trying to put words to my emotions and my just feelings of disappointment and trying to trust God and ask God, what's the deal? And just trusting him. But um, I appreciated just your confidence in knowing God had a good plan. But I think... Um, Probably like most couples, I mean, we're still learning. Like, what does it mean to really enter into um, hearing each other and feeling each other's pain? So I appreciate just your um, desire to keep keep at that because we definitely both are still learning a lot about that. Well, then we moved to Austin, and we've been in Austin for um, almost 30 years. Isn't that wild? Oh, but um, we've had a lot of different opportunities and we moved to Costa Rica for a time to learn Spanish. And then we lived in Mexico when our girls were in fifth and sixth grade, which is really impactful for all of us. But um, yeah, anything that, that sticks out to you, I mean, (laughs) 30 years. Yeah. Anything that sticks out to you about just even our time in Austin or just how we've Work together and done life together as a couple?
1: Well, it has been a, a really uh, meaningful time because because we get to do it together, we work for the same organization and care about the same groups of people along the way. Been able to go in the summers and do uh, work together with students and take our kids, our girls with us, and let them be part of that. Uh, it's really been a great experience and a great experience for them. I think both of them, you know, they look back on those years, even the, almost every summer we were gone somewhere in the world, oftentimes to Colorado, which they love that. Uh, but just we did a lot together, you know, as a family. And, uh, so I, I think this is what built our family to where it is today. We, were, we did a lot of things together. We went overseas together. We, and we depended on each other as a family together. And uh, so it just built our friendship between all four of us.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about our strengths. And um, I know, I think I first took the Clifton Strengths Assessment maybe like in 2008 or I can't remember. And then you took it a little bit after that. And I, I've i put a little more um, energy into it than you have, but let's kind of dive back into that of how like we're really different. I mean, one of the things we mentioned—we both have harmony as our top strength. And what does that look like for you?
1: Yes, yeah, it's different than it looks like in you. I know we we said a lot. You know, the way you like to handle harmony is kind of pull away from uh, tension. And I'm one. I'm the way I am harmonious, harmonious. I guess the word is is to step into it and end this problem. Who stop the fight? And so, uh, you know, the harmony is talks about being behind the scene peacemaker, and I am behind the scene. Unless I can do something about it, I couldn't, You and your little daughters have some kind of issues. I sometimes will step in and try to resolve it uh, and try to bring harmony for both of y'all. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's similar to yours, but different also.
0: Yeah, well, and I think we have sometimes we take that for granted and I think because we both have it, it's like, it's not like we've had, Oh, all these major fights and we've had a lot of tension in our marriage. So I think it's easy to take for granted that we both value harmony. And like you say, it does look different. I mean, I do appreciate you, um, helping referee some things between me and different daughters, but on the same hand, I feel like I've helped, encouraged conversations that needed to happen between you and them sometimes or me and you or whatever. So I do think it's valuable. And I think probably like a, a lot of our strengths, it's like we probably have a lot of conviction just from our faith and what matters to us. But I know for me, I think a lot of that passage, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. And I really do care about um, helping people work through stuff, and yeah, I do need to grow in even maybe speaking up or not necessarily stirring the pot, but but growing in some areas like that. So,
1: well, and I appreciate that in you because I know. I mean, over the years, is I've come to uh, recognize that, that I, I need to trust you in those things. And I think, you know, years I've said to you, you know, Barbara's usually right, so go with what Barbara said. (laughs) But when there's there's an issue like, you know, should we go in and help these people, or should we not, or or what's going on there? Usually I go, well, just trust Barbara, because you seem to be able to uh, bring harmony to situations uh, in a gentle, kind way where I kind of run in there like a bull and bust things up to make harmony. (laughs)
0: Well, wow. well, God uses both of us in those different situations. So yeah. Then what then about just, your, what about your belief? An unwaver unwaveringly driven by your foundational core values. Like what's that look like for you?
1: Well, uh, it means most things are black and white. Um, I think because I'm being, to know, Christ in high school, into high school, into college, when you're trying to learn and grow about what the world's about, what's true, what works in the world, what will help you have a better life. Uh, I was convinced back then that that God God's the one to put this together, and that His Word, the Bible, communicates to us how it all got going, what He intends for it, and you know He knows what's best in life and in relationships. And so I kind of stood on that since I was about 20 or 21 and I really haven't wavered since then. That's why I went to seminary, you know, to understand about that and and, uh, work with people, even work with businessmen and see what happens in some of their families. The results of not having a firm foundation on what God has done to set up our world uh, makes me even stronger to go, you know, this is what's true. This is what's real. I need to help men and women ground their lives in what is true and real. And uh, so, yeah, it just gets stronger. Even this past weekend, I was up at uh, the Creation Museum and the Ark. That's up in Northern Kentucky. And just the rationale about what's going on, the, the creation, uh, um, the, the way that the world was created and what's, what that has gone on. And so, like, this makes sense. It's just rational, which fits into my analytical and intellectual strength In that I think through things, and once I settle that this is true and this is real, then I grasp onto it and I want to help others understand it. Which, with my, I'm going all around here, but my communication comes in where I really want to communicate what is true and what is real and what really works in this world and be sure and identify what doesn't work. So I think all my, these kind of strengths kind of come together with uh with my job and
0: what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think obviously it's easy for me to see just how your belief and conviction do drive what you do and even in in other areas like saving time or money, which are <laughs> important values too. But um you're like you mentioned you have communication and I think I love that about you. Like it, communication strength is someone that is um, easily connects with people. They can give voice to vision. They can tell compelling stories. I think I know for me that's not one of my strengths, and so I really appreciate it in you and other people that are good at putting words to something, and it does come easy. I mean, I know like even when you tell stories about hawk hunting or, you know, it's like, you're really good at the details and making it really interesting for someone to to, listen to. And especially as you teach God's word or help someone understand how to study the Bible, it's, you make that very, um, enjoyable for others because it's just one of your strengths. So do you enjoy your communication strength?
1: Yeah, and you—you help me with. You have helped me, you still do, uh, to articulate things because you have better ways of. You know what touches people and what doesn't. What's help people understand something by a particular story or image, and uh, you know. I know earlier on you kept saying, "God, you need more stories. You need more of this. you Need to illustrate this," and I just want to explain it because my analytical intellect says, "All right, I've got to help them understand." Why this is true and how logical and reasonable this is, and which is true, which is really good. You should do that. But you also got to show how it is true and real and works. And sometimes I don't go that far. and So you've come in to, um, to, to uh, push me in that direction uh, with your connect- connectedness and, and maximizer to make this better. And it really helps. So we've worked together. And your strengths have helped. Uh, yeah, sharpen some of those things,
0: yeah, well, yeah, we need each other. Well, um, what do you think are I mean, we won't get in all into all of my strengths necessarily, but um, like as we think about our strengths and what can collide, what what do you what comes to your mind is kind of our main collision between our strengths?
1: Uh, you know. I'm not sure if there's a main uh, collision. I, I mean, you know, I, I mean, there are, there are things like, you know, uh, my belief in your adaptability. If I think something is, you know, is, is right. And you might think it is too, or something else is. You're, you can adapt to things a little bit more. But I kind of stand my ground more, which sometimes in my harshness kind of push you, kind of squash you down. But so I think that's one thing that could do that. You know, and when it comes to um, uh, your sweet empathy, which you know, we all need, everybody needs compassion and empathy. Uh, you know, if I'm, if, if, if you come up, something happens, there's a problem someone has or some issue and you're just sitting there feeling for them, well, I, I'm analytical and I'll figure it out for them, where you're sitting there going, no, 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 you got to, you've got to connect with this person.
0: And mm-hmm. yeah, you want to
1: give them an answer, but you want to, feel with them and connect with them. I'm going, no, they just want an answer. (laughs) No, no, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Probably our first 39 years of marriage was I had to learn that, that when you are hurting or you're empathizing or things are going on inside of you or you're struggling with something, you don't want an answer. You don't want me to analyze it and give you a solution.
0: You You didn't know that till last year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it took about thirty nine years because and haven't you noticed the difference? I've been pretty good since started. I
0: know you have been. Um but well I think yeah, like you said, I feel like our are analytical and I mean it it's kind of a mix of all of our strengths, but I think just the um the way that you think and ask a lot of questions, sometimes we miss each other in how we connect, but I do appreciate just how we've been trying to learn more about that. And especially you're um, eager to learn more. And I mean, I have a lot to learn too. It's like, I might have empathy, but I don't always have even know how to articulate what is going on. So we're still at it, trying to, trying to connect and hear from each other and really love each other well in how we're different. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I'd love to hear from you is how you think when we're like working together well in using both of our strengths, what does that look like as we maybe connect with people or have people over or lead something with people? What is, how do you feel like that works well?
1: Well, uh, I think people tell us all the time that um, we have, quote, the gift of hospitality, and, uh, you know, it's like we even like with our dig groups, this discipleship intensive group of young couples that we have led the last couple of years, uh, we just seem to be a good combination of putting things together. People come over, you're serving, you, you prepare what, what everything should look like, what everybody's going to eat, what everybody's going to do. And I come alongside and kind of run the discussions, the parts of our meetings, where we have discussion and I ask the questions, I listen, uh, I know what we're trying to accomplish in this, this setting. And so I think that's where you know my, my, my intellect and analytical and communication come out. I'm kind of running that part of the show for us, so to speak. And you're back there sitting there, okay, how's everybody feeling? Everybody how, you know how's this girl taking what's being said? Is she to feel like she's included in the conversation and how's this guy you look on his face, explain that he's really engaged. He's really getting something out of this. This is meaningful for him. So, and same thing. We sit at the dinner table, and you know, you're, throwing, you're asking questions like, so what's the greatest thing that happened to you this week? And I'm sitting there going, I just want to have a good meal. You know? And you're in touch with where people are empathetically. And, uh, and so there's a good conversation. There's, there's light conversation. But then you kind of take it deeper with some of those kind of questions with what's going on inside you. How are you feeling? And so I feel like we're a great team.
0: Yes, I totally agree. I think just doing that group together has brought me so much joy just because it was fun doing it together, like planning together, cooking the dinner together, enjoying everyone when they come in the door and just the whole the whole package of what that has meant. I think that really has um, been a great example of us using our strengths together. Yeah. Well, um, one, um, thing I'm wondering is like, what advice would you have to anyone who has any of your strengths or maybe somebody that's married to somebody that has any of strengths like I have, like what advice would you have to give them to help them appreciate it or understand or use their strengths more effectively and, um, just to understand them better?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for sure I've learned over the years uh, the intellection um, and um, belief that, you know, when you have when you have ideas, when people come to you with questions or something going on in their life, slow it down. Because to, quick give, to quickly give answers to someone when they're really not looking for it, typically those with empathy, they're going through some hard stuff, they come to you and share things with you and want you just to connect with them. And you start giving your reasons for it happening and solutions to answer the problem. That does not connect. And so I found that true with us. Finally learning that after 39 and a half years that um, you're typically not looking for answers for me to analyze what's going on, come up with a logical, reasonable solution of your problem.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But you just want me to go, oh, I'm Sorry. I see how that makes you feel or whatever. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah, you want more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But so for those of us who have my kind of strengths, be careful uh, with other people because uh, those with empathy and, um, uh, what I tell you, you got to slow it down because uh, that's what they care about is being cared for and being cared about. And giving answers doesn't communicate I care. Mm. So that's the first thing, just slow it down. I learned that from Ann Hayes, one of our good friends. She did a lot of counseling with us. And as we communicated and went through some of these conversations together, she kept saying, just slow it down. Now slow it down. Now what, what, what do you hear from Barbara? And so those of us who have that, just slow it down. That's definitely mm. what I would say. That's
0: really good advice. Well, thank you very much. Yes, well, so well. Um, I'm wondering what you would say have been a couple of the most memorable moments that we've had in our forty years of marriage.
1: Well, I mean, there's quite a few, of course. Um, and I think the first is just that first time seeing you walk down the aisle and dirty crying. What do you call it? Ugly, ugly crying. Uh, ugly crying. <laughs> it, was, it was dirty, but it was ugly crying. Just that you were. I so was happy so overwhelmed <laughs> with joy. To get, to get your man, you were so excited. That's definitely the the highlight of those first couple of years, like that, watching you come down, boohooing at me, and and uh, <laughs> and then I think secondly, pretty significantly, um, going to Oklahoma and adopting Lauren Claire. The first time held her, held her in holding her in our arms was a pretty powerful, meaningful time. And then and then as we stood before the judge, and she said, you know, this is your baby, and she's Lauren Claire Colwell. And then the second one, getting Rachel, grabbing her from the hospital in California, and just uh watching all that take place was pretty powerful. And then standing before the another judge again and her saying, you know, this is your daughter, Rachel Florence Colwell. It's pretty pretty uh pretty meaningful for me. Pretty thought, you know. It really yeah. brings tears to my eyes when I think about it.
0: I know. It really is overwhelming to think about and just the the gift of and the beauty of adoption that um, mm-hmm. God gave us these two wonderful girls in a way that we wouldn't have orchestrated, but just, it was so, so much more amazing than we could have imagined. And just the, the, the grief and the bravery of their birth mothers and choosing this for them. And yeah. um, just the gift that they have both been, I mean, we both love them so much. And I think too, you know, on their wedding days, just you performing the ceremonies and um, just giving them away to these men you think, oh, who's going to marry our daughter? But just what a joyful time that was for both, mm. both of those weddings. And especially seeing you, for me, watching you dance with them. I dance to my girl with both of them at their weddings. And you're, you're, you got the moves. You're really good at that.
1: Yeah, I really do. I know that.
0: <laughs> you do. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was, those were really special times and um, yeah. And I think just over the years, as you say, there's so, there's so many that we can't even recount all of them, but I'm just grateful to have living these, this life with you and, all these memories that we've had together. So
1: You too, for sure. One last
0: question I have for you is, what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face?
1: Well, um, lately, uh, last night, that's really lately, uh, last night our little granddaughter Charlotte called us on the phone uh, was she eight <laughs>
0: months now? I think eight or nine
1: months, eight or nine. And that little smile and waving at me, I tell you what, every time she calls, it just kind of lightens up our day, doesn't it? It
0: really does.
1: Yeah, she's so cute and so sweet. And everybody thinks she's the cutest thing that ever lived. And she, she's probably the third because Lauren Claire was first, and then Rachel, and then uh, Lauren Claire, well, I mean, the other she,
0: grandchildren too, they're in there too. You can't, you can't rank them. You can't rank them.
1: You, you but can't. But this, no. This little girl's so cute. You know
0: she it's, is cute. She's the cutest little one we know of that age. Of about that age, that?
1: for sure, for yes. sure. And then, of course, number two, let's say to June, that little face too. She's oh. always taking care of her little dolls and all her animals, being sweet to them and naming them and doing all kinds of stuff. So that puts a smile on our faces those little kids. And Lita <laughs> and Eli. He's so funny. He's such a Boy, growing up. But anyway, they're all fun. They're all put smiles on my faces.
0: Yes, that is, does bring us a lot of joy. So we're very grateful for them.
1: Yeah. So I got a question for you, uh, Miss Podcast Lady. So what, as you think about um, all of your strengths and how it comes together, how is that connected with bringing this podcast together? And how do you see your strengths working together to, to bring this podcast online?
0: Oh, that's a really good question. I think I am just so excited and I feel so driven to help other people really know just how amazing and great they are. And I think especially my maximizer strength, I think really drives it because that's one that goes from wanting things to go from good to great or excellence. And I don't know, I think it just is a an avenue for me to to help highlight different people and how great they are. I mean, it's, you know, every person I've talked to, I just think, Oh, that's my favorite interview. And I just want everyone I know to, to know everyone I know, like maybe my connectedness strength. Like if someone has the strength of command, I want, I tell them about everybody I know that has command. And so it's just a, it's just an outlet and hopefully a, a good place for people to, to be encouraged about who they might be or again with knowing other people that have strengths but to really appreciate the people around them and understand them and even for individuals to really step into um the places that are their unique strengths that they are really can really thrive in and really bless others with. So I don't know, I just as you know, I really love talking about strengths and when I Learn someone's strengths, I don't stop talking. So,
1: well, I think, you know, empathy, I think you know that everyone wants to be highlighted, everyone wants to be applauded, everyone wants to be known and seen like mm-hmm. you haven't been. And so you're helping do that. That's what this does. This, this helps people be known and be seen and be heard. And uh, I think that really. Thanks for this a great podcast yeah. you put
0: together. Well, I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate also just a friend recently that kind of encouraged me in this too. And she's like, because it's like you're an excavator. You're like, you're digging for gold with each person you talk to. And yeah, I might not be the best, um, most flashiest communicator, but that is what I'm doing. I try to help unpack a little bit more about each strength in each person. And I don't know, it's, it's fun. And even when sometimes when I ask somebody if they'd like to be interviewed, I mean, nobody's really turned me down.
1: So, (laughs) so
0: I hadn't really thought about that, but it's like, yeah, yeah, we all want to be seen and known and appreciated. And that's what I love about this.
1: Well, and I'm glad you finally asked your husband to be on this podcast.
0: <laughs> well, thank
1: you. What, what number am I, like 39 or something? <laughs> well,
0: I know that um, it's not the thing that you give most of your thoughts and energy to thinking about. And I see your strength show up every day, but I do think um, maybe it's your intellection. You know, you're thinking in different categories. And so... I know that you have known some of your strengths, but maybe you haven't given as much of the the energy and thought to it. But I, I love the things you've shared because I think they're really practical and people that know you or have been around you can see how those are showing up in your life. And so maybe it will encourage them to take further action in Um, using their strengths that might be like yours. So I'm so excited. I knew I was going to interview you one day and I'm glad that this is the week that I got (laughs) to do it. Our 40th anniversary.
1: Well, happy anniversary. I love you more than life. my
0: Thank you. I love you too. And I'll talk to you later.
1: No, let's kiss later. Okay. Bye. Uh, Okay. Bye.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at CliftonStrengths.com. If this episode has been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at BarbaraColwell.com c-u-l-w-e-l-l.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.